Exposure. Pulse 95 Live from Exposure at the Expo Center Sharjah. Yes, and we're back live right here at Pulse 95 Radio at the seventh edition of the International Photography Festival Exposure. Mm -hmm. And we've been having such an, an amazing time getting to speak with some phenomenal. Uh, world-renowned photographers and we're here once again with another amazing photographer a storyteller it is my privilege to introduce Esther Horvat a photographer and conservationist at the forefront of capturing and sharing the story of our changing planet Esther is a highly acclaimed photographer whose work has been featured in some of the world's most renowned publications such as National Geographic the New York Times and GEO Esther's mission is to showcase the work and life of scientists to deliver important climate data from the harshest and most remote environments on our planet and raise public awareness about the rapidly changing polar regions. Welcome to the show, Esther. Thank you so much. It's so wonderful to be here. It's an honor to have you here. And as you just told us, it's your first time at Exposure. Tell us your expectations and, you know, when you came here, is it something you pictured in your brain? Oh my God, like when I talked to other people who, who've been here at mm -hmm. Exposure, they said that uh, if you ever been to a photo festival, so that's multiplied by hundreds, so that's <laughs> Exposure. And it's really like, I feel like I'm just wandering a lot, uh, around like, oh my God. And my exhibition is right at the entrance and I didn't know that. So I, I was like, oh it. my God, like if we came in, I'm like, oh. <gasps> Like what a surprise and it is done in a way like I, I have many um, exhibitions around the world but I never ever seen such a beautifully done uh, exhibition of mine and I'm so honored to be here. I'm so happy, so excited. It's really truly an honor. It's, it's an honor to have you here now. You are used to the polar region. We're kind of a little bit more cooler than the polar region. But again, I wanted to ask you what inspired you to become a photographer and focus on documenting the polar region? So I always wanted to, to tell stories, like when I was younger I thought I'm gonna um, be a book illustrator, but then I didn't go that path and when I got my first camera I realized, wow, I, I can do stories, not by drawing what I imagined I will, I will be doing, but I can do stories uh, with a camera and immediately as I got my very first camera I knew this is exactly what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was very much drawn into the polar regions uh, since an age of six. But uh, I, I was born in Hungary and being a girl, uh, uh, I was born behind Iron Curtain that time, so it was impossible to imagine for me uh, uh, being a polar photographer. But uh, change, it ha change happened, uh, political change happened, like there is no more Berlin Wall, no more Iron Curtain, so I, there is a, had a, I had a free word to travel and to study somewhere else and I studied in, in New York and lived there. And uh, why I lived in New York uh, in 2015, I got my very first assignment to the polar regions, going to the Arctic Ocean, and mm -hmm. that was a love at absolutely love at first sight. And since then, I've been on 18 expeditions in oh the my Arctic 18, uh, wow. and in Antarctica. <laughs> I barely traveled twice in my lifetime. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Uh, I got the chance to see your exhibition right here, right when you step into the festival. It's called Polar Night, and uh, I, I get this feeling when I'm watching and when I'm looking at the f photographs. It reminds me of John Carpenter's uh, sci-fi horror, The Thing. You know, a bunch of scientists in a remote, secluded area uh, the, in a world that feels unknown and almost uh, untamed. You just don't know what's out there in the dark. And uh, you really feel for the scientists who um, are so brave to take on 
in the name of science, in the name of, you know, just knowledge. And it's such a fascinating devotion to see. It's, it's something that nobody gets to know, nobody knows about. It. It's so far away. And when you look at the imagery, it's alien. It's like, do we really have a place like this on Earth? And your, your photographs really capture that beautifully. Thank yeah. you. And obviously, again, you know, when you're going to these polar regions, I would expect that you would face a lot of challenges. Now, what kind of challenges did you face going to these polar regions, whether it was the weather, the climate, you know, where did you guys live? You know, how did you take your equipment around? I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I would love to know. I think one of the challenges is absolutely the cold. So mm -hmm. how to deal, how you deal with the cold and several times we can have minus 55 wow. uh, Celsius with wind chill. So how you protect your hands because a camera is metal, so metal um, transfer um, temperature very quick. Mm -hmm. So how you protect your hand, that's one challenge. The other challenge, some location we can uh, travel with a very limited weight. Okay. So how make how do I make sure that I have everything what I want? So it's usually my private things which suffer. So I, uh, camera equipment first and whatever space I have left and I pack my personal stuff. But uh, these are mainly the, the challenges. And I also want to ask, obviously you don't go over there and then everything is just ready for you. Just take picture, picture and you keep going. No, you have to sit there and camp and wait for the right moment. How long are these sittings waiting to capture the moment that you think, yep, that's the picture? So the exhibition, what we have here, is uh, from an ex expedition where I participated three and a half months long. Wow. And I love to go for expeditions which are that long because you have the time to capture everything what you have in head. And every time when I go on an expedition, I have the pictures already in my head. I know what is the story I want to tell, which are the elements I'm looking for. So you have to really wait for it. And many, many times, like it, it can be hours, it can be days, it can be weeks until the moment happened, what I was waiting for because I work um, photojournalistic so I just wait for the moment to happen and uh, of course I also take portraits which is easier because with portraits you can ask the person to stand in a certain way but if I work in a documentary like a photojournalistic style then it's a lot of uh, waiting and also you are out uh, and you are really exposed to the elements and um, it can be super stormy so it's very, even very difficult to handle the camera you have to wear ski goggles because you cannot see uh, mm -hmm. because it's so uh, if, it's there, if there is a really big storm and i'm sure there's even like this uh, struggle to balance uh, capturing something that's um, scientific but also making it visually compelling so that the public can be engaged and, and, and feel like they're learning something, they can be educated by the, the personal projects that you put out there. My very first uh, portfolio review with National Geographic in Washington, D.C., I met Kathy Moran, who's also here at the festival, and, uh, and also Sarah Lynn, and both told me that uh, after I showed my, after I showed my uh, pictures, they told me that I have to focus on the beauty of it and not the process of the science. So every time I'm on a scientific expedition, I'm searching, like, what is the beauty here? How can I show science in a beautiful way? Because I always think, and also today at the opening, it was an example of the moon landing that mm -hmm. I always feel that if you if we think about the moon landing, we don't think about thousand pages of uh, text and the science, we think about the picture. And that's also in my head, how can I translate important science into pictures which stays in our mind and with that we remember the science and we remember the, fa the climate facts. Yeah, I feel like your exhibition does nail it. You know, your every photograph is digestible but complex. And you learn just in, in just one still moment what exactly is going on. You know. 
Yeah, and I, I wanted to ask the question, Esther. I mean, how does someone, you know, get into this field? And obviously, there's a lot of amateur photographers right here at Exposure. But I mean, obviously, an amateur photographer just can't pack his, his or her bags and say, yep, I'm going to the polar region. How did you get into that? It's, I think it's very important. Whatever photography you do, you have to uh, you have to focus on the on the topic you really love to do, and then to show that uh, to show also editors you want to work with that that's really what you want to do. And for me, uh, it was of course I was not going on expedition to show that this is what I want to do because it's very difficult to get mm -hmm. in. But what uh, I always knew that I want to work with people. I want to show the group of people. I had the love for polar regions in my heart, but I didn't uh, even know how it is possible wow. and for me actually it, it happened that I get an assignment but at the moment when I get an assignment I went already to many portfolio reviews showing the um, the work focusing on people focusing on science mm -hmm. uh, I worked with biologists scientists already before group of people so I was a kind of good fit for that assignment which I got from Audubon magazine but right after that I did a lot of research like research 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 how can I go back to the polar regions but of course it was easy for me because I had already one assignment I already accomplished one expedition mm -hmm. so I could show to institutes I wanted to work with that I already did one but from that moment I did a lot of research going to meet scientists going to meet uh, I meet uh, met institutes mm -hmm. that I can continue this work and that's the reason now I have 18 expeditions behind me and if you want to learn more about this you're holding two seminars first climate change at the extremes it's going to be in the 12th of February from 11:30, as well as Arctic through the eyes of the explorers if only we had all the time in the world but don't miss out check out the seminars that you'll be hosting later this week. We're going to be taking a short break and we'll be coming back. Esther Horvat, thank you so much for being here. It's been an absolute pleasure and we hope that you enjoy the rest of the Exposure event. Thank you so much and I also want to encourage everyone that I'm, I'm very approachable so if yes, anyone has uh, a question during the Exposure, I'm, I'm here every day so I'm very happy to talk. Awesome. Thank We're you happy to have you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, keep it locked right here on Pulse95. Taking a short break, but when we come back, the fun does not stop.